Do you have a reservation? What's the name? Oh, yes. Here you are. So glad you're here. I've been expecting you. I'm Tori Shira. But you already knew that, didn't you? Are you ready to fall in love with your direct sales business and purpose again? Well, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Girl Boss Rehab. Hey, Girl Boss family. I am here and to say I'm thankful for the episode that I have for you today is a little tough. It has been eye-opening and I hope that you get as much out of it that I can share because I think we forget so often and we start the comparison game. Let me start back in the beginning. After Christmas, my bathroom flooded. Absolutely flooded water everywhere, all over the closet, into our bedroom. So a mitigation company had to come in, tear up carpet, tear up tile. And it turned out there was the bathtub and all of this things. So we have been without a bathroom for... I guess now four months. Woo! Yay! So I'm sharing a lovely bathroom with my eight-year-old and my husband is going all the way to the basement for showers and all that. And so that was kind of like a a hiccup, right? Like it's insurance. Okay. So that's something that we've been dealing with now. On top of that, there's been lots of other little things, little things and some big things like family purchased a business. We have had some health issues. Kid has been sick multiple times. There's been some traveling. We have had tire blowout, unexpected expenses, all these little things. Until yesterday. Yesterday, I had felt guilty for sharing my struggles on my, I have a core knit group of six women who we have done multiple Bible studies together. And they're just, they're my people that I can come to who are all local and We get together as often as we can with our busy schedules now, but we all have the same values. We all have the same beliefs. And it's just really nice to come there and just like air out the grievances, right? Not to complain or gossip about anything, not in that sense at all. But a place to say, hey, can you pray for me? Or y'all, I'm struggling with this. What kind of response would you give? Or, you know, help me see a different perspective on this. Those, those kinds of things. And it's just the six of us. In that group, we've had some big changes over the last uh, year, I would say. One of those people in my group is Tracy, who is my co-host on Unlikely Housewives. And 
man, she has been through the ringer this year. I mean, for the last 12 months, I would say between some health issues with a child and then her own health issues and then a child who is now officially a driver and some other things on top of that. And then there was this incident at school recently her and some other families are having to deal with and walk through. That is just rough. Like it's a situation that you would never think that you ever have to deal with. And then I've got some other friends who are going through marital issues, heavy marital issues. And I chose not to say anything in that group for a long time. And I just sat in it, stuff that I've been going through. And this is not a, you know, woe is me by any means, because maybe you're going through this too. And I felt that my struggles were not enough to bring him to Jesus and lay him there. Because here I am going with just it felt like a laundry pile, you know, as you're sorting clothes and then all of a sudden, you know, a couple of socks, a couple of pairs of pants. And then before you know it, the laundry pile is way high. And it wasn't just because of one item. It was just lots of little things that started to pile up and pile up. But the weight of that pile is still heavy. And then I'm looking at that and going, okay, that's what I'm struggling with. It's not, you know, maybe it's one big thing and then, you know, couple little things and then a medium-sized thing and then it's all but I had gotten to a point where I was like well you know I'm coming to Jesus and praying for my friends marriages I'm coming to Jesus and praying for my friends kids and I'm coming to Jesus praying for our school and I'm coming to Jesus praying for our country (laughs) the one thing I am not coming to Jesus for is the stress and the overwhelm that I'm feeling and that's the point. You know, there's two ends of everything, right? You've got some people who are, you know, are so consumed with their own that they don't see outside of them. It's hard for them to pray for others or to pray outside of their little circle. And then there's others who almost never pray for themselves because they think it's not worthy enough. The struggle is not worthy enough or big enough to bring to God. Like, I know I should be able to handle this. I mean, yesterday, a tire blew out on our big car. We call it the beast because it's a big freaking car. Like, it's the size of a bus. And I was by myself and I just lost it because I was like, this too, on top of everything else, is now I have to change this tire I have to I don't want to stress out Andrew any further with what he's got going on and his things you know now he has to come can he even help me because he's been you know his health issues with his back and things like that and it's not realistic and then it's he's bringing he has to bring out our other kid with him because I'm gonna need help I can't do it all and then he's got to bring the kid that has been sick who we were trying to get to bed early and fed and I was going to make dinner because we've been eating out so much lately and I just said okay enough and I lost it I lost it 
And in that moment with Jesus, he reminded me that all, all are to come to him. All who are weary are to come to him. Not just the ones that have got the big stuff. All. And isn't that an incredible word? That he's not just there for the big stuff. And he's not just there for the really, really heavy stuff. But he's there for the flat tire that throws you off your schedule that you now have to change and then have to go get a new one. And he's there for the obnoxiously long process it takes for an insurance claim. And he's there for when you start a new business and you're going through those transitions. And he's there for the good things, but just feel heavy because it's just one other thing that you've got to do of being the chaperone on the field trip for your kiddos or helping teacher appreciation week. And you're just like this too, like there's just something else to my list. But he says, all come to me who are weary. And then something else. Because the last couple of days before the tire blowout, I had felt really, mm, I don't know, the, the word's not convicted, but just really led to just tell my girls that I felt overwhelmed. And that mommy can get overwhelmed too, right? Isn't that funny? is that I had no problem telling my kids, my daughters, that I feel overwhelmed, but I hadn't even brought that to God yet to say, okay, God, I'm overwhelmed. Where is this? Please help me. But I wanted to make sure that my girls knew that, yeah, you can get overwhelmed and it's okay. And I don't know. I, it was just interesting on how I didn't think to bring that to his feet. But as I'm sharing that with the girls, Emsley had chosen a song to be playing when her and Andrew came up yesterday to the car. I called crying. And it is I'm So Blessed by Kane. And and just hearing the lyrics of that song, it was just like, okay. Even in the midst of this, you know, I am still so blessed and it doesn't matter the happenstance or the circumstances that I'm going through. I am still so blessed. But there was something else that I felt truly convicted on because I want others to be able to see Jesus in me, right? So one of my goals and funny how we can forget our goals, right? In the middle of things. One of my goals has been to, like, as I think about things more as I'm going through tribulations and struggles is to continue to have joy. Whoops, I forgot. And here's the thing, is I, I have access to joy anytime I want because I've got God's joy. I just have to ask for it. and. I can have joy in this all. And 
I think that's one of the things that people struggle with the most these days now is because they let believers, but especially non-believers, because they don't understand how joy happens. They don't understand it. They think happy, but they don't understand the true meaning of joy. And so I've prayed, God, let me have your joy in the midst of non-believers. And he has been giving me opportunities to show that joy. And I just forgot. It's not that God, when you pray for patience, I always make the joke that I stopped praying for patience because that kept meaning that I was going to get opportunities to be patient. And that is not one of my virtues. Working on it, but that's my joke. So when I pray for joy and I pray for God's joy in the midst of all things, here I am. I got exactly what I wanted, an opportunity to have joy in the middle of all things. It's humbling, right? To get to a point where you're like, oops, I've been praying for this and this is not what I expected. Or like I thought that it would be something bigger, not lots of, you know, little, small, medium things that were piling up. Or, you know, like, again, I have friends going through heavy, heavy life changes. And I didn't think the things that I was going through were enough to make a difference or to show joy through. Like, isn't that funny? Like I'm literally comparing what struggles I'm going through and going, well, that's that's not my struggles aren't big enough to burden the group with and ask for prayer for that. And that's not my lane. He has his own path for me. And just because I'm not going through their specific trials doesn't take away anything from the trials that I'm going through. So I want you to think about that when you are, you know, we compare things that people have that we don't have and that we want. And and for a long time, long time, I felt guilty for asking God for, you know, blessings in my business because I'm like, I have been blessed so much. They're believers and are living, you know, paycheck to paycheck and How wrong is it for me to be asking for more or to be asking for, you know, a successful business? Like I I, I have a business. It makes money. It, you know, helps my family, but I should be content with that, right? Contentment. But just because I'm asking for something, it doesn't take away from anything that anybody else is asking for. Nor does it mean that I'm asking it and not for them. Because what if we're all individuals? He created us perfectly, wonderfully, individually. There will be nobody on the earth like me. There'll be nobody on the earth like you ever again. No one will experience what you've experienced. No one was raised by the parents, even your siblings are unique individuals and none are the same. But when you're asking for something for God, it's not taking away anything from anybody else here on the earth. Because I'm praying for a business and 
connections in my business so I can financially provide for our children in the future or that I want to be able to give more or I want to be able to sponsor something for a cause for the kingdom. Like that doesn't take away anything from the people in third world countries who don't have enough food. Sure, those are very different prayers, but it doesn't mean that I need to just suck it up, buttercup. I can still bring it to the feet of Jesus and just say, I'm not asking for something as essential as food. But Lord, please help me with this. That incredible. Because that's humbling. Because when you realize that you need help, even where you're at, and it's almost harder, isn't it? Isn't it harder when you have a roof over your head, you have a car that drives you from point A to point B, that you have food in the refrigerator? It's humbling to ask for help. It's humbling to go to God and saying, I know, please help me be content in the things that I need to be content in, but please, Lord, man, some of these these struggles that I'm going through are going to be different. And the last thing I want to say on it is I want to go back to the joy. Choosing joy. What if the struggles, the difficulties that you're going through is simply because God wants you to have joy to be an example for others? Because non-believers don't know what joy is true joy. So if we're not examples of it, how on earth are they going to know that it's available to them and what it looks like? How on earth is anyone able to know what true joy looks like if those who have Jesus as their Lord and Savior and know that he has overcome the world, if we don't show what joy is, in the midst of the tribulations, in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the uncertainty. And we have the fear, the anxiety, the worriness. If we're freaking out, then they're going to go, well, she says she believes in God, but that doesn't seem to be doing any good. So I look at the news and, you know, you and I know the end of the story. You and I know that he wins. And we're on the winning team. So. It may look like we're down at halftime. It may look like we're trailing. It may look like we're getting our butts handed to us and that we are continually picked on and persecuted and targeted and that the refs aren't on our side and they're calling foul or they're calling some other sport term. But We know who wins. And honestly, I don't even need to know the score. I don't care if we win by one point or if we win by a hundred points, because that's still a W. So here are my things. Choose joy. Choose joy. Ask for joy. But know when you ask for joy, the tough is going to come. And we're going to go. 
oh, and it's going to be harder. But it's because of us sharing his joy that others will go out and go, hey, how are you doing this? Also, don't compare your struggles. Comparison in general doesn't no one any favors. And just because somebody else is going through something what seems heavier than what you're going through, it doesn't take away you being worried or upset or overwhelmed with what you think is minimal or insignificant doesn't take away anything that somebody else is going through. So he gives rest to all. He didn't give us categories. Mm, Only come to me if you're experiencing a level five struggle. All that other stuff you guys can figure out. Okay. I hope that this helps you. I know this doesn't seem to be business related, but these are things that apply to everything. I love you, Girl Boss Rehab family. You are amazing. You are loved. You are chosen. And you are called. Have a great week. Great session today. I'll see you back here next week. In the meantime, be sure to follow the real Shira on Instagram. And if you have any questions between this week and next week's session, be sure to email me at girlboss.rehab at gmail.com. And remember, God already factored in stupidity when he assigned us our mission and purpose. Mm-hmm.